greet all of our congregation here in Dallas, as well as those who are joining us from many locations um, in the Saints Network. We welcome you to this special presentation of Wednesday night service. And God has already provided a background with us because as soon as we started to uh, share with one another, we had a nice cloud burst that provided background music on the sanctuary roof. So we thank you, Father, for your reign. Thank you that your reign is, the reign of your spirit is moving in Brazil and in other parts of the world. And um, it's just a wonderful thing. I'm very blessed by that. Um, tonight we're going to be giving testimony and giving thanks to the Lord for the things that he accomplished just in the matter of uh, a week. But I want to begin by <clears throat> thanking those of you who remained here and in, uh, in faithful intercession and standing in the gap and holding the place of uh, of our Peretz here in Dallas um, because without that, the biblical principle of Peretz and Peretz would not function appropriately. And so I speak blessing to all of you and thank you for your faithfulness. I, I did um, have the opportunity uh, on Sunday to be able to, through the miracle of live stream on my phone, can you imagine such a thing, tune in to the last uh, 20 minutes of the service here. And so I was very, very blessed by that. And I trust that so many of you here were able to tune in and um, watch some of the live streaming of the services that were offered there uh, at the theater in Brazil. Um, I want to give thanks to the Lord for the technical people uh, from, from this house, Pastor Fabian and Scott, and... Um, but from Brazil, we had um, some very devoted people who labored, and I mean labored, to put together an appropriate sound system to connect with our uh, TriCaster and cameras. And um, it, it really was a wonderful thing. And I thank the Lord for that because, as so many of you well know, that... Um, one of the things that usually goes south if you try to do something with a sound system, especially remotely, it, it goes haywire, and it did not happen at all. We had some crackling with one of the mics, but that was easily rectified. And so to go into another nation with another electrical system with uh, components that were dated, I guess I could say, and to be able to connect and have a flawless production, as well as to have um, top flight internet connection that we were able to tap into so that we didn't have a lot of buffering at all. 
Um, that the, I'm giving thanks for that. I'm not trying to bore you, but that's notable. And I, I, I want to give thanks to the Father for that. I also want to thank him for the great number of churches that were represented, that were committed. Um, so many of the, each, each one of the services had a different uh, worship <laughs> team. And in some, some places, uh, a different uh, worship blend. Um, but those folks really worked to minister to the Lord and that was that was a great great blessing and i want to thank the lord for that um he gave us great weather the first day we had rain and we came back to dallas as you well know we had lots of rain and then tonight we had rain that's always a sign for us of things in the spirit realm and um Let's see, what else can I testify about that I don't think anybody else is going to testify about? Um, I, I'm grateful for the new pastors that came and joined with us. And um, as far as I know, there are uh, at least gained in the Sao Paulo area two, two churches that have committed themselves to the, the ministry of the saints, two brand new locations that were not part of um, the growing movement there. Um, and um, I'm, I'm also grateful that um, we, um, we were able to make an agreement in the fall to go and do back-to-back -back weekends of seminars, one in Sao Paulo, one in Cabo Frio, which is near Rio. Uh, the one in Sao Paulo is a, is a um, a young church, and I mean that in so many ways, we were able to minister at that place on Sunday night, and I don't count numbers, but this church entered into the, a new facility in uh, March, and the place was packed, and I would say, not evangelistically, I'd say truthfully that probably 80% of the people were in their mid-20s and probably well over 200 people, and they were excited about the things of the Spirit. So if we wanted to, we wanted to look for our Elishas, there's a good camp of them right there, and they invited us to come and basically take over a seminar that they started last year, and this year they're giving it to us in, uh, in November. So to say God is giving favor is an understatement. The things you've prayed for, the things you were in agreement for, are bearing great fruit in, um, in this wonderful nation. And so there are lots of other things to testify about, but those particularly are from a pastoral perspective. I, I do want to give thanks for Yawali, who worked diligently in so many ways transportation, translation, um, interpreting, um, doing public relations, going back and forth uh, with leaders. You know, I would talk to him and say, hey, we need to do this, this, and this. Can you go talk to these people? And it would be done. And I, I give thanks for that. And um, I, I, I bless him. I, we, we thank Luciano and Anna 
Anna did a tremendous job translating primarily for me, but I know she translated for Pastor Fabian on Sunday night at another church. Um, she's just doing wonderfully well, and that church there served in so many ways. So um, lots to be thankful for from an administrative, organizational perspective, but um, that's just that's just the box that the rest of these uh, testimonies come in. I, and I also do want to thank um, those who were part of the traveling group. Um, aside from those who came from this church and affiliated with this church, Pastor Larry, Vicki's church, provided a great number of people, and they were all just, as always, such a mainstay, functional part of what God is doing. You would have all been blessed that uh, Adrian and David brought their two little children, and they were just exceptional all the time. There wasn't any screaming Mimi fits. There wasn't anything where I just in the back of my head said, gosh, I wish they wouldn't have brought those kids. They were great. And even Declan was working on cameras for us. And so that was, that was a blessing. And I, and I did think it was interesting that we had young ones like that all the way up to old, older people like me, and some even a little bit older than me. So we had the wide array of age group that, that went. See, all these are things that are precious to the Lord, and they certainly were to me. I'm also thankful that everybody got along. There wasn't any bickering. There wasn't any argument. And that's perhaps the greatest miracle of all in a church group. So um, it, was, it, was, um, it, was, it was a wonderful thing. And I will give one testimony. I, I think you've got one that's been submitted that would, would come along with this. Uh, I'll wait until you read the one that's coming in. And Eminem knows what that one is. So I'll save, I'll save my last thunderclap for for that testimony which is uh is really another wonderfully miraculous thing do you have that who who do you think i might be very interested in giving a testimony that i also have a testimony about i don't want to yes i don't want to steal the thunder um, she sent this to, CC sent a testimony to Monica. So in a little while, we'll, we'll do that one. Um, but we want to hear testimonies from um, some of you, well, any of you who went. And um, as is always the case, I don't like being up here uh, coordinating that. I like to just sit and feast from, from what I hear. So Monica, would you come and Give whatever testimonies you would like, and then just uh, do the, the wonderful ministry of welcoming folks up. Thank you. Thank you. Well, there's so many things that I could share, but I know they're going to be shared tonight, so I may just fill in as we go through the night. But um, I know that what happened in Brazil was the direct result of the intercession that has gone up over these last number of weeks. And I, I know pastors already said this, but I just want to, from the bottom of my heart, and I know from the heart 
of the Father. Thank you all for your devotion to this mission and and really devoting yourself to this last seven weeks in intercession and even before that. But I just have to say, and I've been on a lot of ministry trips with a lot of teams. This was like a well-oiled machine. And, and I know that that oil was the Holy Spirit. And I know that that was the power that, that we moved in. And I'm just so thankful because it really was, with the exception of what happened at the airport the night we were leaving. That was just a, an attack of the enemy, but he did not gain any ground. Cece went today and got x-rays, or she went last night. Nothing. She's perfectly whole. She's a little bruised, but everybody would be. And um, so we just give the Lord thanks for preserving her, preserve, for preserving our pastor, and for all of us as we traveled and as we moved throughout Brazil. And I just want to give a little personal testimony. Do you want to say something? Maybe I should fill in the gaps on that one, and then we'll turn oh, it back over maybe to the person. Yeah, I don't think they do. <laughs> so, okay. I don't know what version of the story Eminem heard, but this was my version of the story. Um, we all got off of our lovely transportation vehicle that dropped us off at the airport to come back to Dallas. And for whatever reason, this top flight company, the, the driver, didn't drop us off on the top floor, which is where the, the check-in counters were. I've been dropped off there before by every time. But he dropped us off on the lower floor, which meant that we all had to take our bags and go up either escalators or two elevators to get up to where the American Airlines United Delta um, check-in counters were. So you can imagine we've got all these folks with their bags and we're trying to figure out what to do. One of the elevators out of the two elevators was not functioning. So there were, were escalators. So. Everybody's standing there, and um, I think, I don't know who went first. Maybe Zach went first up. Fabian did. Why does that surprise me? Because I, I was looking at the people. Then you went up, right? And then I think Cece went up. And so I'm still standing down there looking with everybody else, and I look up the escalator, and I see that Cece is going up. And all of a sudden, she starts... her. Her suitcase starts doing the Watusi, and she's trying to fix it, and I see her start wobbling. So I go running up the escalators, thinking I'm going to steady her. Well, she, dear Jesus, she starts to fall. I try to grab her, and we both fall backwards. So I thought of, if, if, if I was Dennis, I was thinking of what, other kind, what kind of routine I could use to, to speak about this. And, and so I'll, I, forgive me, Dennis, this is a 2% milk version of the funny thing you would say. Um, I, I never thought I would fall head over heels with another woman in Brazil. And um, it, with her in my arms, and my, I landed on my elbow and cut it all up. And I felt my wedding ring fly off my finger because that's what's been happening. Kelly can tell you that because my fingers are skinny now. And, and that ring is lost. So head over heels, another woman in my arms, wedding ring lost. That sounds like a country music song, doesn't it? And, and now that would be a good interpretation exercise. 
A man stated these things. What does that mean? Only the true prophet would be able to say what really happened. Everybody else would just deduce it with their mind and get the totally wrong interpretation thing. Maybe we can use that sometime in teaching about interpretation. So I was, I was kind of irritated because the enemy... I don't want to blame it all on the enemy, but that, that at the end of a great trip, something weird happened. Because Cece had been a trooper the whole time. She's tough as nails anyway. And then the second thing was, I was really upset that I had allowed that to happen. That I wasn't more, I'm just telling you, that I wasn't able to stop that. And that then for me, a guy that's been doing therapy and getting strong, that when I got hold of her, I wasn't able to stop the momentum, and we both went over, which must have looked perilous. So the strange thing is that when we hit the ground, I didn't even know what happened. My ring flew off, and I immediately looked, because we're laying back like this, like, like this, an escalator, and I see Cece there, and her shoes kind of off, but she looks in one piece. And so I reached up and I said, Cece, you okay? And she didn't respond initially. And then she said, yeah, I'm okay, I'm okay. And I thought, great. And then I thought, okay, on me, is there anything broken? And I said, well, my elbow sure whacked and it hurt like crazy, but I could move it around. So we got her up, I got up, and then I looked down at the bottom of the steps and I see, <laughs> I see, Zach at the top of the steps looking down, and I see the whole group behind him just looking like this, like Lincoln had just been shot, you know? And, and that, was, that was an amazing thing. And then I thought, I'm so glad nobody was behind us. It would have been a recreation of the Great Sparrow Escalator es escapade. But, um, but the point, though, is, is that even though it hurt like the Dickens, we and and Cece kept saying, "Are you okay? Are you okay?" And I'm saying, "Are you okay?" We all made it back. And now this testimony that Cece's fine, and obviously, however, whatever normal is for me, I'm okay. So I want to give thanks to the Lord for that because that really is miraculous. You think about that to to fall backwards this way, two people, and other than bumps and bruises, you're fine. That. That really is a, a thanks to the Lord. And so I've been, I've been doing all kinds of spiritual gymnastics about this in the past day. What's that represent in the spirit realm? You know, going up, left elbow, you know, left is completion. You know, sevenfold off of uh, when the enemy comes in, he flees seven ways. What seven things are we going to lay claim to? You know, the, the wonder of our God that even though we fell, there wasn't really an injury, and that could have been disastrous. Well, somebody could have been in an ICU in Brazil right now, and here we are trying to, I'm telling lame jokes on a Wednesday night. But um, I want to give thanks to the Lord for that. So uh, I threw you up here into the, into the cold wind, and I, nobody really knew the background, and I knew I wanted to tell that. Since you tell it, Mary, you're better, you know it better than me. All right. So thanks be to God. Whoa. I can tell you from somebody that was standing at the bottom of the escalator, it was, it was terrifying. 
looking up and watching that. It's like I turn, I think I turned to Stacy after I, and I said, I'll never be able to unsee that. The fact that the, he is fine and that she is fine is a miracle. I am not even kidding. It was a hard fall. And yes, and backwards, upside down on a hard escalator. It is a miracle that you're okay. And so we do, we give the Lord so much praise and thanks. And Sandra was, yes, and if she, I can't even imagine. <laughs> Sandra was amazing on this trip. I just, everybody was amazing, but I just, I'm so thankful that she was part of our team and she was such a trooper and it was such a joy to share this with her. Amen. Amen. So I do want to talk a little bit about Sunday night, but I don't want to do that at the beginning because that was kind of later on in the trip. But I do want to just give a little personal testimony if I can. Um, you know, like 25 years ago, or maybe 20 years ago, I was invited to go to France. First time, never had any interest in going, but I was invited. I was obedient, and I went. And when I went, the very first church that I stepped into, the first day, I fell on my face, and the Lord gave me a burden for France, for the French-speaking people, and for Western Europe. And it was God. I mean, it was undeniably the burden of the Lord that he, that, that he just planted that seed inside of me, and I've walked in that for 20 years now. I know it's him. I know his capacity is so much greater than mine, and I'm really thankful for that because his love is so much greater. And so when we, you know, Brazil started to open up, I'm just being completely honest. I thought, how can I love another people? And, you know, I know when I was pregnant the first time with Olivia, and gave birth to her, and I loved her in a way that I didn't know I had the capacity to love her. It's like somehow God expands your capacity to love with his love, and it's just the most miraculous thing. Then I get pregnant with a second child, and completely honest, I didn't know how I was going to love him like I loved my first. You, you mothers, you know what I'm talking about. And then I gave birth, and it was just like my heart just expanded, and I loved him so much because it's the, the capacity God gives us to love. And so three years ago when we went into Brazil, I loved it. I loved the people, but I didn't really feel the burden. But I went in obedience and I loved them and I loved the ministry. It was really just glorious. And over the last three years, I know the Lord planted a seed inside of me. And when we went this time, it's like the birthing happened. And, 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 and the breakthrough happened that burst the burden that I now carry for this people. And it is the reality that the Father's love is so great. And it, we just submit ourselves to him because we need the burden of the Lord. It is the burden of intercession. And so I'm just, I just wanted to testify of that because in my own way, I can love people big. But when the Lord gives me that burden for them of his heart... It is, it is boundless. And so I wanted to testify of that, that I came back with this burden that is so far-reaching and so unstoppable because it's him. And I'm so thankful. I'm so thankful. So I just, from a prophetic standpoint, you can't impart the burden, but I can say to all of us, Lord, plant that seed in all of us, that we would walk in that, and, and that we would really commit ourselves to his heart for this people, because the love, 
I, I can't even describe the love. You know, it's so, it's just so amazing. And so I'm just so thankful to have the privilege to be an ambassador and to be an intercessor and to share in partnership with the Lord with this whole body to, to, make, to, to make an impact in that land. Amen? Amen. So, we have a lot of testimonies, and I'm, I'm just going to, you guys are just going to have to pop up and come up here because um, we're live streaming, so we're videoing. So, who would like to go first? Mr. Sparrow. And I can just testify to that burden. I definitely felt that first time, but even more so this time. Just, it really is just the agape of the Father just overflowing for these people. Um, just in how they responded to Pastor Ron's teachings, I mean, there was always a response. It was never like crickets. They were responding, their hearts were responding to what the Father was asking of them, and I felt that that was just amazing um, by itself. Uh, my personal testimony is, um, this was Sunday night, but we just had this really, throughout, throughout the entire week, there's a couple times we had a chance to kind of just fellowship with the people and kind of talk to them about, you know, me and Stacy also, but about the prophetic worship aspect of that. Um, and it was really cool because I actually got to talk to Pastor Cello. He's the pastor of the uh, Cabo Frio, uh, what's their church name? Murata. And so I was just, I was asking him, I, was, I wanted to know you know, had anything changed since the last time we were there? I was like, are you able to practice the, the prophetic worship? And he, he, we were talking back and forth through, obviously, the translator app. But he said that, yes, that they have now over 500 people there, which is amazing, and most of them youth, but that they had started to, he said, it hasn't been the same since you guys left. So that's what it started to change. And he said that, that they were able to um, initiate that. And that, and then, of course, he invited us, me and Katie both, to come back in November. But I told him we'd pray about that. Um, but it was really just that connection. And it really was an amazing, an amazing thing to see God being faithful, really, is what it is and doing what he said he was going to do, and that these people were taking into heart and being faithful in their own rights to what the Father is doing in their own country. Who's next? And I'm going to share while he was. Somebody come up. Somebody come up. Um, I, I just want to just hop on that one, because Pastor Cello and, and his wife, Vanessa, they're amazing. I mean, they really are. Musically, they are amazing. I mean, they, they just are amazing. And, you know, while, during the conference, the worship was so big. I mean, it was, it, was, it was big. I mean, there was smoke. 
literally. I mean, there's lights and smoke, and you could tell they had all prepared. There was probably six or seven different teams that, that did our worship at different sites. We had worship before every session. And so, and these people just worship with such passion. But it's big. It's corporate. And we love that. But then you wonder, you know, what do they do when they're at home, you know, with the Lord? You know, what's the intimacy just between them and the Lord? And the Lord gave us the most sweetest, the sweetest gift. The last two hours that we were there while we were waiting on our vehicle to go to the airport on um, Monday night, Vanessa and, and Pastor Cello, we'd had a prayer time. And, and the church downstairs, they'd moved all the chairs because we'd had this brunch that morning. And so Pastor Cello and his wife had gone downstairs, just the two of them, and they went and they sat in the corner with a wheelchair between them. And he was playing the guitar acoustically, and she was singing from the bottom of her heart. I mean, just belting it out, singing to the Lord. And we were upstairs finishing our prayer time because there was a boxing thing that was going to happen after our prayer time. Very interesting. Um, and, and so several of us went downstairs and just sat in the presence of the Lord as they worshiped just the two of them in this room with this wheelchair between them. Well, they ended up worshiping acoustically for like two hours. And during that time, Imani came in and she started singing with them. Or Zach came in first. I don't know, it doesn't matter. But these two came in and started singing prophetically with them. And it was such a gift for us as we were leaving. I mean, it truly was so special, right? And so powerful and so anointing. So who wants to come next? Just to speak to that, and I will say, it's it's for me. I don't like to be put on the spot, and so when it was mentioned that hey, Zach sings too, I was like, please don't say that. <laughs> but realizing that it was an unction of the Lord, and being thankful for that, even in that slight irritation. Um, it was a really neat time to get to demonstrate for Pastor Cello and his wife Vanessa that how because they they were they were seemed curious like well how how do you do your prophetic song and so he was just playing and we were singing along and thankfully Stacy came up and gave them the words that we were singing. They were able to sing along with us. It was just a really powerful time in the Father that we were just released declarations of basically what had been going on the entire week so who would like to go next oh man brazil was brazil was incredible i feel like i have like 5000 testimonies even from the very beginning, um, I didn't know where my passport was. I found my passport. It wasn't expired. There was a lot of miracles that happened with my ticket and with um, money to be able to go and with lodging. I had the immense pleasure of staying with Pastor Anna and Pastor Luciano at their home. And um, it, was just, it was just beautiful all the way through. Um, I think the biggest testimony for me is I, it really like answered a lot of big questions that I had. Um, I met the Lord here in 2011 at the Fruitfulness Seminar, and 
I was actually on my way to Texas A&M Commerce uh, to study art, and the Lord asked me to go to Christ for the Nations, and I was just so hungry. I was like, yeah, I'll do it. And so when I went to Christ for the Nations, I thought, well, they just opened up a new major. I'll go to Marketplace major and be able to, you know, make a living for myself some kind of way. And the Lord said, go to the missions major. And um, I did. And I learned all about cross-cultural ministry. And I learned all about, like, being with other people groups. And it just really gave me a grid that I would have never had. And so when I was packing for this trip, um, I've been on a style journey with the Lord, and um, a lot of you guys have seen my Miss Frizzle dresses and sweaters going on, and so I, I, was, <laughs> I was like, Lord, what do I wear? you need is the anointing that's light here. What was I saying about the sound system? <laughs> so um, I asked the Lord, I said, how, how do I pack for this trip? He said, wear the same clothes you always wear. I'm like, listen, <laughs> we learned that you're supposed to dress like the people, you know, do as much as you can to bridge every gap in the physical so that, you know, and so I'm, I'm thinking this and the Lord says, just, just, just do your hair how you always do your hair and uh, just 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 be yourself. I really need you to be yourself. It is imperative that you be who I've created you to be. And so I'm like, okay. So I go and I realize I'm like 30 to 45% more formal than everybody around me. And I'm like, no. <laughs> you know? And it, it didn't matter because I was comfortable and I was just with the Lord. <clears throat> but what I saw was the Lord used the way that I looked to minister to people. You know, young people came up to me and talked to me just because of how I looked. And um, later they found out that I could sing. Oh, I have to share this. We went to a barbecue at the end of the night. We had all ministered. It was like 10 o'clock. And we all went somewhere for barbecue again. And it was optional. And I, I asked the Lord, I was like, can, I can just go to the room. You know, I'll pray. And he said, no, just go to the barbecue. So I was like, okay. So I go and get some meat. And I see Zach hanging out. And I was like, I'll just chill by Zach. I'll just hang out here. And it's, you know, and the Lord said, get your plate and go in this room, right in the middle of the room, and go sit right at that table in, in the middle of all those people speaking Portuguese. And I was like, all right, we're in Brazil. You got to be obedient. Like, you got to do it. <laughs> so <clears throat> I go and I do that. And I put my, my phone on the table, put the translator app on, and uh, we just start working it out. And everybody starts talking. And, and I start talking back. And I learned that I'm sitting at 
a table full of teenagers and everybody looks so young and hip and cool and I never know how old anybody is. I just always assume everybody's like 25 or something and that was not the case. It was all teenagers and they were all so hungry and they were all so curious and they were the worship team for an entire church and I really didn't even know that. And so we talked back and forth and they found out I could sing and they were like, well, you come up and sing with us tomorrow. Come and sing. And I was like, it's okay. Like, God bless you. You got it. They're like, no, you sing with us. So um, the next day comes and I sing with them and I just felt the Lord unlock something. I, I just felt something open when I sang with them. And um, a few days later, I was in a group that went to Pastor Esso's church, and it was this really cool church that looked like it was kind of like in downtown. That's that's the, the way that I can think of it. It was like downtown, and it was almost like it was a coffee shop. And you could tell this was not like a church space or anything, but they had all these chairs, and they had made a stage, and it was very cool, and they made it work, and it was a lot of young people there. <clears throat> and when um, I went there, Pastor Robert began to preach, and he began to preach about the prophetic at the beginning. And uh, as he's talking about prophetic worship, somebody slides on the keys, and they're, you know, and it's very spiritual and very cool sounding. And then all of a sudden he goes, Imani, come up here for a second. I'm like, oh, okay, I'm coming. <laughs> so I get up there, and he says, why don't you sing a little bit? Sing in, sing in the spirit, sing, in, sing prophetically. <clears throat> And so I just start singing what I see, you know, that there's a, a glory cloud in this place and the Lord wants to pour out and he wants to release. And when I started singing, I did not recognize my voice. It was the Lord and it was different. And I feel like, you know, when Super Mario gets the mushroom, <laughs> there's like a level up. <laughs> and, and then, I, you know, it was just like this most, the most beautiful thing. And um, I think the last part is, at the end of that, they, they had us back in their equivalent of the green room, and we're drinking coffee and eating pastries and all the things, and somebody comes up to me, and they start talking, and they're like, how, how you know, you, you are this phenomenal singer, and, and you're so beautiful, and all of these things, and I'm like, dude, let me tell you, that's the Lord. And uh, through a translator, I began to tell them, you know, over the last six to eight months, I've been going through an incredibly tough time with the Lord as he's um, identifying things in me, having me surrender things, having me forgive people for things that have happened, identifying like negative thought patterns and repenting and then just like accepting who he's called me to be. And it's, it's been hard, but I've done it because if you don't do the work, then that's just not, that's not okay, you know? So I explained to them I had been singing here for I don't know how many years, but after this last six to eight month period and then after this trip, God did something. And so I was just able to minister to them and witness to them literally through my life that, you know, I and I told them, because they were just so smitten with everything. And I was like, look, if you want to be cool, follow the Lord. <laughs> you know, if you want to look good, get dressed with the Lord in the morning. If you want to, you know, <clears throat> have a great voice, surrender whatever he tells you to surrender. You're a worship leader. Worship every chance you get. And I was able to just um, humanize myself in a, in a way that they could understand. And um, I just... 
man. And I told them, I was like, I, I will be your big sister. I will be available to you at any point in time. And they all started adding me on Instagram. And we've been talking on, on Instagram. And we've been talking on Marco Polo. And we've been talking on WhatsApp since I got home. And um, they're tagging me and stuff and showing me things. And it's beautiful. And uh, I, I just thank the Lord for that. And I thank the Lord for everything that he's done in me and everything that he's released through us and everything that he will continue to do um, going forward. Amen. Yeah. I'll go next because I don't know how long he's going to last. Nope. That's mine. <clears throat> um, mine is fairly short, but I had the opportunity to speak at a um, Bon Pastor, which means good pastor or good shepherd church, um, by a man named Ayuto. And, and he and his wife were just lovely, lovely people. We, we were arrived at the church. Uh, early, I needed to talk to Anna about the, the sermon and the translation that was going to happen. She likes to get the concepts so that she can better understand what she'll be saying. Um, so we met. They, they provided this big spread of, of coffee cakes and coffee and juices. Uh, it was Scott, Stacy, and, um, and uh, Zach with us. Hey, get it. Um, and sorry, wear the Cheerios when you need them. Um, so I, I go up that, like I said, I'm going to keep it short. The, the service was great. They were a great people. They loved the Lord. They were speaking in tongues. Everybody was really excited. Uh, regardless of my being there, they, they were just there for the Lord and, and it was wonderful. So I spoke, I shared with them my testimony and, and I think the, the biggest thing that hit me was after the service, uh, a man came up to me and he said, um, I, I, I resonate with your testimony because I, I have been asked to pray by the Lord for people and, and fear has just gripped me and I've been unable to do that. And that was part of my testimony is just saying, look, don't be afraid. The Lord is not looking for you to perform the miracle. He'll perform the miracle, but you have to be the vessel that goes to perform it. Uh, but many times we think, I'm going to go up there and nothing's going to happen. And, and so we become afraid. And he said, that's me. Last night, I was at the, the theater. I, the Lord told me to go pray for that person, and I did not do it. And, and I regret that decision. And, and you hearing, me hearing you say that was, was great confirmation. And the thing that struck me the most was he said, when, when you first arrived, I didn't know what your agenda was going to be. And, and I don't know if it was a, the way he was using the word or a mistranslation of his intent, but it was something that Pastor had said before we even got there um, many, many months ago about we don't have an agenda. We're not there to sell books or T-shirts or make money. We're not there so that they can be added to our ministry and subscribe to our membership or anything like that. We're there so that these people can find the Lord in a new and deeper way and, and I feel like many of them did. They found that there is way more to God than what they have now. And, and not that they didn't have God before, but there's so much more. And there's so much more for all of us, regardless of what position we're in. And, and so those words struck me. He said, I didn't know your agenda, 
but, but you've come here and you've touched my heart. And I'm, I am extremely grateful for you and what the Lord is doing with your ministry and your group. Um, it was a very exciting time. I'm, I'm sure there'll be a lot of more testimonies, but it, it was wonderful. I think the people there are ready. And, and I want to thank the, those of you who were here uh, as part of the ministry, praying and interceding, because as Monica said, it was a well-oiled well machine. It was flawless. I wouldn't say flawless. There were things that came up that, that Scott and I had to just figure out, and, and the Lord just gave us unction just to figure it out. And so were there hiccups? Yeah, absolutely. Were there times where we're like, what's going on here? Sure. But it was, it was beautiful the way the Lord moved throughout the whole thing. Thank you. Can we just give a round of applause to Pastor Fabian and Scott and their tech, their tech team? We could not have done it without them. And they worked tirelessly through the whole thing to make this happen, and we're so thankful. Why, so I know somebody else is going to come up, but I'm going to share a testimony that Kathy had sent me this afternoon. Um, Friday night, we began the conference, and we got there a little bit early so that we could pray, and, and the, the starting time was getting pretty close, and I know a lot of us looked out, you know, we were gathered, you know, we were, it was a pretty big theater, we were scattered throughout, I think it seated 500 people, and there was maybe 350 people registered, right? about something like that anyway and so it was close to starting time and it didn't look like there was very many people there and you know you don't worry about that people that are going to come in I mean they tend to tend I think to run a little bit late anyway but Kathy wrote me today and she said she was in that moment during the beginning starting time and the Lord told her to go to the entrance and just to pray that they would make their way and, and she said the Lord just put on her heart to start declaring that the loaves and the fishes would be multiplied. And so we took our places. We had worship. Pastor brought an amazing teaching about diversities of tongues. And then we, had, we needed to pray for everybody. So it was determined that we would have a, what we would call a Holy Ghost car wash, but it was really more like a fire tunnel. And so we invited, or pastor invited, all of the team plus the pastors that were there to come up and be a part of the leadership team to pray, to lay hands on these people, to impart the gifts. Well, there were so many pastors, but the cool thing about it is that there was such a unity. It was like just an instant unity in the spirit. And so there's this huge long line across the front on both sides, and people lined up along the, wa along the wall to come through the the fire tunnel. I'm telling you, we must have prayed for people for two hours, right? An, an hour and a half. It felt like two hours. I mean, every time, I know, it was like every time we would look to see if the line had shortened, it just looked like it got longer. But the spirit was moving so mightily and so powerfully, and people were touched, and it was just really an incredible night. Why don't you come up? Uh-huh. They came out off the street. Oh, oh, she said that there were people like the vend like vending machines that were outside the theater that they came in to be prayed for too. So, and I think probably the manager of the theater went through. I think some people came through twice. <laughs> so I kept saying that. Oh my gosh, it, it was unbelievable. And then on Sunday night, I'm going to say on Sunday night, there's so many things. Um, 
I was I had the privilege of going with Sandra and Pastor Ron to this church, this new church, with this young, I say he's young, I don't know how old he is, looks, you know, kind of hip like a youth pastor, at this very young church. And, and we walked in, we didn't know, I don't think Luciana had ever even met him, but the Lord very prophetically told him why we were to go to this church, and now we understand why. So we walked in, and as Pastor said, it was 80% 20-somethings. And here's Sandra and Pastor and I, probably some of the oldest ones on the team. You know, Pastor's got his little gray hair. Sandra's not gray. I'm probably gray without the bleach. Anyway, so we walk in and we, we, we meet them, the, the team, and, and we're greeted very graciously, and we find our seat, and then they have worship. And it's just a really, Pastor got up, and I mean, the Lord was just, it's like the heavens opened. And I mean, it literally was the picture of Elijah and Elisha. It's like I walked in, and I know the rest of the tent. We walked in, and it was like, this is literally Elijah and Elisha. So here we are, you know, some of the more mature ones on our team, and we do represent Elijah. And here we are to impart and to commission the Elishas. You can't have Elisha without Elijah. And it was just, it's just such a fulfillment of promise, of God's promise. But as, as Pastor finished um, concluding his message, we had a time of prophecy, and then the pastor came up, and he had been there on Friday night, and he said, we did this on Friday night, and it was really powerful, and so I just feel like we need to do this again. So we had a second fire tunnel. Yeah, and it was off, as Mark Burke would say, off the rails. I mean, literally, the heavens opened, and we had all the pastoral team, and then we had our team, and I don't even know who else praying for people, and the line was coming through. People, and you don't judge anything by this, but I'm not kidding you. Every other person was falling out in the spirit. I hadn't seen anything like that since Brownsville. And they literally had a team of people picking bodies up and moving them off of the, the pathway. I mean, literally like dragging these bodies. And it, was, it was unbelievable. I mean, it was, and these people were just getting, t they were so open and hungry and sensitive to the spirit. And it was just, it was really cool because we could see the pastor stepping into his role as their shepherd. And, and you know, with pastor as the apostle, it was just, it was just, it was good. And so I just am so thankful. I'm so thankful. I mean, the conference was amazing. There's so many amazing things that we can share. And, you know, so you think Sunday night, well, that's just another thing that we did. Sunday night, I mean, I think everybody would testify was amazing as well just as amazing as Amani said and as Fabian said so just want to give thanks four churches were touched and all in all different ways and I know that it was it was very prophetically driven who went to speak and what the teams were supposed to look like we really tried to equip them in the best way that we could and I think the Lord really honored um, that prophetic placement so just so thankful for that who wants to Sandra Well, I didn't, I wanted to do it towards the last so I could get, I have so much to share and I wanted to condense it. I just keep telling Barry and everybody it was life changing, which I think is kind of a hilarious statement from an 81 year old. <laughs> you know, they're like, how much life is there going to be? But um, it really was. It was so touching. The people, oh, the pastors, they just stole my heart. It was their hunger, 
their openness, their passion for the Lord. And so it, it's so difficult to come up and be able to condense and say a few things. I have to, I'm not just saying this, I mean it with all my heart, thank the ones that stay here and pray, uh, the ones who pray for when all the different people go on mission trips, because I got to see after 20 or 20, uh, 25 years, God kept, keeps his promises and things that he's shown all of you and shown me or things he's let us know, things that pastor from the pulpit for years has, has told us was going to happen. I got to see some of that. I walked into the theater, and it was like the Lord showed me 20 years ago. And then Pastor had, and I'm going to leave to him, that he shared that was just mind-blowing. And there were so many things that the Lord has spoken to all of you, and you've given testimony or in a fivefold, that we saw. And so God, in his timing, he's bringing forth all the things he's told us. And that's so encouraging. And then thinking back to how when Pastor would bring the meat and something really deep, people would leave. And so you look at this room of, what, 350? Is that what we think? 350 people. And they're in teenagers and lots of 20 and 30-year-olds, some older. But these young people so hungry and worship. And as they're worshiping, they're praying. There was a row of about seven boys and a few girls on the end, and they must have been about 17 years old. And they just touched me with their hunger and their passion and their love of the Lord. And I took it for the first few, you know, sessions and things like that, and finally I couldn't stand it anymore. So I went back to them, and I said, you've blessed me so much. And then I just quickly shared a few things. Well, of course, I'm speaking English, and they're Portuguese, so they didn't understand a word. But they were just receiving me, and I knew that I had to say these words over them. So later, I guess, when was it? I don't know if it was that night or the next day, a, a young girl comes over the side and keeps motioning me to come, and I go, me? And she said yes, and I went, and there was a group of these teenagers and she said, please tell me every word that you said so I can translate for them. And I did. And they just received, and I added some things, and they received it, and they embraced the word. They embraced me. They were just so precious and so far. It's really encouraging me for the youth that are coming to this church. You know, Monica has prophetically spoken that of Irish coming back, and I just have such a hunger now for the youth that are coming to our church, and we must pray for that, and that's coming, I know, and then so much is going to happen to our worship, that was another thing. But it was, I'm taking longer than I should, but it was such a blessing, um, there's no way to tell you. Uh, I, I've never felt so protected, I've never felt love, I have to thank all of you for how kind you were. I never was tired, hardly. Maybe at the very end one night, I didn't hurt. It just, just could keep going. It was wonderful. 
and um, pastor came over and said, you can sit down. I went, oh, no, I don't want to. It was just so wonderful, and I'd like to thank the team. I'd like to thank the people here. But most of all, I'd like to thank our Father. It's just all in his timing, and that we'll be patient and wait. And um, each of us will have an opportunity at some times to see what all he's promised manifest. And so, and then as I leave, I have never seen bodies falling like that in my life, stacking up on top of each other. Monica and I were, were ministering from, across from one another, and I happened to look back for a minute, and there was Pastor and Pastor Rafa, Rafa, and uh, Pastor Celo, let's see if I'm saying this, and Pastor Luciano, they were all right after us in this pack. And, and then we both realized we need just to be back and thanking the Lord for this outpouring because it was so powerful. Well, I think I was kind of waiting too, so maybe I wouldn't have to say very much. <laughs> So if I got everybody to say it all, then I could just add a couple of things. Um, I guess I just wanted to kind of give you a little sketch of how the week looked. So he preached on divers' tongues on Friday night. We had the fire tunnel, which lasted an hour and a half. And, and that was pretty uh, amazing um, situation because the line never got shorter. It was just always at the corner. I was like, how are they just always at the corner? I just didn't understand what was happening. I mean, for the last hour, I was really looking, and every time it was just still at the corner. I'm like, we have prayed for 200 people. How is this still at the corner? It was so crazy. But Saturday, I mean, then Saturday morning, Monica um, spoke on proscuneo, and I think, I mean, just every everyone who spoke and delivered our message was just so succinct, so understandable, so relatable. I mean, I just really felt like the anointing on all the teaching. But the proscuneo time was powerful. They had, what, 30 pastors on the platform, maybe, 25, something like that, 40 maybe, on the platform, proscuneoing them on the platform. And then everybody else was out in the, in the audience, you know, proscuneoing. That, it was it was very powerful. Um, then pastor spoke on um, the, tr the, ri the river and the tree of life. And I think that there were, I got a testimony from one of the intercessors who had been experiencing things in her belly but didn't understand it. And she had talked to some of her um, you know, friends or whatever about it. And they all discounted the experiences she was having you know, in her belly. And Pastor completely addressed, you know, this being our ma'a, the place where the spirit is, blah, blah, blah. All of a sudden, boom, for her, game changer. Okay? And she's a major intercessor. She's a, she's a pastor's wife, and she was one of the churches. I don't think they were ministered to that night. They were part of what we did. But they have a church there in Sao Paulo. And um, so her testimony to me, and I know she may have spoken to a couple of other people, but she told me about this. And, I mean... This woman's life, even though she was already praying in an intercessor, I mean, think about what that opens up for someone who is getting these naysaying, you know, responses from other people, because they don't understand. It's not that they wouldn't receive it. It's just that they don't know. 
And we've seen that happen over in our house for 25 years where they'd come here as intercessors and they've been debunked and, you know, really criticized at the churches they were at because they were having experiences that no one understood. And God has given us some of these spiritual answers for people. But anyway, that was one thing that I thought was really amazing. But the other thing that I think this stunned me was, you know, Shay talked on the tree at the seminar. It took an hour and it was this very scientific proof of how the tree works, the leaves work, the roots work, all the stuff with the sky, the rain, all the business. Pastor spoke that in 30 minutes with a translator. We're talking about 15 minutes, really. And I was just like, what? How did he do that? It was so elemental. He said it so simply. There was, I mean, and I mean, they ate it up. They understood it. It was so powerful. It was, and, it, and it really spoke about us because we are the trees. So it told us as intercessors what we're doing and how God created us. It was so cool. It was the coolest thing. Um, and then we did have some prophetic ministry on Saturday night where we prayed for healing, different things like that. Sunday, we mainly focused on having communion together. Pastor did speak again. Um, and then... Sunday night, as has been told, we went to different churches. Um, I was given the opportunity just uh, personally to have some personal conversations with some people because, of course, I'm trying to speak Portuguese, and uh, we're trying to, you know, find that meeting ground where <laughs> I'm not doing it perfectly, but learning to communicate. But I was able to speak to three different churches, you know, worship teams about prophetic wor worship just for 15 or 20 minutes. Um, and really encouraging them to to begin to allow the Lord to sing through them. And um, I felt that that was something the Lord just laid on my heart. I have a real burden for that. I know how it opens things up and changes really a congregational dynamic. Because um, it's one thing to be praying, but the worship, it's all, it's not all performance. You know what I mean. It changes the dynamics of worship when they're not just performing a song, and they're seeking to hear the voice of the Lord. So I was really encouraging that. Um, I think there was one other highlight. Oh, oh, I have to tell you this. This, this, this is hilarious. So Felipe, who's the pastor that Scott stayed with whenever he got COVID last time. So Scott is, you know, a favorite of Felipe. You know, they're they're little buddies, and. Um, so I got to know him as well. But he wanted to do a lunch for the saints at his, apart, his house or apartment, because they live, all live in little sky, you know, mini skyscrapers. Um, the entire downtown of Sao Paulo, at first I thought it was the biggest downtown I'd ever seen. And Scott's like, I think those are all just apartments, because how do you house a bazillion people in a city? Well, <laughs> they all live in high rises, right? Anyway, long story longer. Um, we went to this place that he had uh, set up for us to have a lunch for us. And he brought so much meat, and he cooked it in this oven that was like a grill inside the wall with coals. And Fabian never left this man's side. It was like love at first sight. And Fabian just sat there by the wall watching Felipe cook all this meat. <laughs> Every
every time I went to get some food, Fabian never moved. Well, he told me later that, well, Scott never moved either. He just moved over to eat the food, and then he would come back. And then Scott would get some more food, and he'd go and eat it, and he'd come back. But I thought that was so funny. I've never seen someone that, that was, was kind of jealous over this meat situation, this meat cooking situation. So that's one of the funniest sides that happened, but... Overall, I mean, these, these people, they're so accepting. They're so passionate. They recognize the word of the Lord. And, and my, my prayer, and I know it is the, one, the prayer of all of ours, is that, um, that they actually begin to implement the things that we, we said and we taught them because we know it's a different thing to accept a message and a completely different thing to begin to do it, especially when it comes to prayer because it's really hard to be an intercessor. It's hard to stay, you know, to stay true and committed to it on a daily basis. And so please pray this week, but don't stop praying for them that they'll pray, that they'll begin to get that burden for intercession because that's the only thing that's going to change for them because they already have the passion, they already have the gifts, they've got these churches, but they need what we're giving to be changed into saints. I mean, they're not saints yet. You know what I mean? They're just someone who said yes, but following through and also praying for their leaders because leading by example, like our pastor did for us, would we really be where we are today if pastor didn't do what he did? No. So those leaders have to be on their faces so that their people will want to be on their faces as an example. Anyway, there is so much and it's, it's a huge undertaking what God has given us because we're now, they're over shepherds. I mean, we, they're our responsibility. So please be faithful to pray for them. And um, I know the Lord's got this in his hands because it's his timing that this all happened and he's been priming that pump. I mean, the, the things that happened beforehand to make this what it was, God's been working on this. This just didn't pop up. He's been doing th things in their lives to also prepare for our, our being there. So anyway, this is an amazing, an amazing blessing. And and I am so thankful that I got to be a part of it, to watch that and to see the evidence of the hand, the hand of God moving in that way. Um, I hope that, that you're able to see it as well. Anyway, thank you, Father. Yeah, our, our family has expanded. Greatly, Scott, you want to come up? Do you have something? Is there anybody else? Nothing like putting him on the spot. Yeah, we've gotten, you know, all of our team, you know, those from the different churches, have, they were just, just exceptional. Nobody complained. Everybody was just gamers and such a blessing. One of the funny things I talked when I was talking to Felipe's wife, I said, you know, you guys need to start using these Greek terms that you're learning in your churches so that they can all learn what these words are because this is our vernacular this is the way we speak and I said you can't Portuguese it you can't make it a Portuguese word because that's what they do he's not Scott he's Scotchy <laughs> and he they rename things they get they get American things like something like the internet it's not internet it's internet -y. so they they do Portuguese it 
um, any term that's a brand new term because we're always coming up with stuff, right? And they make it a Portuguese word. And I said, you can't make these Greek and Hebrew words Portuguese. It has to be a universal saint language. And so you use these words as you, as you learn them. It's pneumatikos. It's proskuneo. It's not proskunechi, you know, or whatever you want to do to it. You have to keep it pure, because this is your language now. This is a saintly language. But anyways, we use scotchy. And they're like, yeah, that's like a liquor, right? Scotch. You know, I said, no, I think of scotch tape whenever <laughs> I hear y'all say that. But that's a, they call him scotchy or scotch. You know, anyway. Anyway, something I'm just kidding. <laughs> you probably don't want to say what I No. Uh, I like scotchy, so I'm, I'm, I'm okay with that. Um, pastor just reminded me of something, too. Um, all the teaching that we've, it's on our, our current website. Man, I can't even talk for some reason. Um, under the seminar, events, seminars, there's, we've, we've labeled it. Fabian did some quick updates while we were sitting there. As he said, we did a lot of stuff on the fly. Um, but I did want to testify out. I mean, things went really well, and as far as everybody else was concerned, it went great. So that's the magic of being behind the glass, I guess. Um, and I'm very thankful he was there with me, or I would have really been, I'd have probably, no, I'm not going to say that. I, I would have probably run out the door and left. <laughs> there were some things that were a challenge, but, um, and I definitely want to give thanks to, uh, if, if he hears this, but uh, Samuel, who is, uh, Pastor Felipe's brother-in-law, um, he's the one we brought us a, uh, a new sound mixer for, for their church. But they were using it that uh, the whole during the whole seminar, and he was. We worked constantly back and forth, back and forth through the whole thing about getting the sound to sound right on the on the live stream and everything else. But he was right on top of it and right there trying to help us every second of the day. So very thankful for that. And uh, and Daniel, Felipe's son. Um, also very, very big part of that. Um, but the videos, the, everything's been posted on the site for during the worship times and the teachings. They're separated, so if you want to just listen to the worship time, you can watch that video that's primarily worship, like Cello's Church or um, Pastor Esso, you know, different, you know, because there were different, each, like each church got to do their own worship segment. So they're all up there. You should, you can uh, take advantage. Now, most of them are posted in uh, my translated English to Portuguese, Brazilian. So if you look at it, you may not know what it means because I didn't put the English with it. But you can figure it out. Um, but uh, what else? What was I going to? Anyway, no, I was just, the whole thing was a blessing. And I, I you know, I was looking forward to going. The only part I don't like about is the flight, but I can get over that. Um, but, you know, thanks to, and I know they're listening, the, the Florida group, uh, Annette, and you mentioned Declan helping. I was really thankful for their help constantly on staying on the cameras and keeping things going with that so we could keep a good picture for whoever was, for the, the recordings and as well as people who are watching. But, um, and Sunday night, you know, I just want to, Pastor Fabian did a, an outstanding job. The, the message, the, the things he shared, the message to that church, it was powerful. So um, anyway, that was a great, great evening for us at our church, but it sounds like all the other ones were fantastic as well. So um, 
it's just a testament, I guess, to how much the Lord wanted to do there that night. I didn't go on this trip, <laughs> but I just wanted to give thanks to the people that were here that, uh, you know, stayed and kept, uh, kept praying and showing up and doing the things they do. I especially want to be thank Katie and Kelly for their worship time here and Kelly for ministering on Sunday morning. Um, it was really powerful and it was great. Um, and so we kept things going here and I, I was so grateful that we were able to keep things going while we knew you guys were in ministry and you were on our hearts. But the Lord, you know, showed up here too and we're always grateful for the people that are here and the faithfulness of them. So I just wanted to give the testimony about that too. Well, um, we truly do give thanks to the Lord uh, because this was this was miraculous, um, and and you know I, I don't want to belabor this, but I I can remember back in uh, 2004, way back in not four, when we took off and went to Uganda, and God blessed. Um, God blessed, and we poured ourselves out in so many ways. You did, and I know God did something in that, and a myriad number of other times where you were as either pioneers or people who stormed the beaches and established parameters in the kingdom that needed to be stakes in the ground, as it were, that then allowed uh, the Spirit, and God does things always according to his principles. He, he partners with us, and he, he, why he does that still is a mystery, but he does. And um, so all of the labors over the years have, have not been in vain, even though in some of those theaters of operation, we don't have very much lasting... Um, harvest that we see around us. You know what I mean? Like, tell me a church right now from that Uganda venture that, that we know of that's, that's functioning in that. I'm not criticizing anybody. What I'm saying is that fast forward to now, and a lot of the messages that God has given us over the years, these people are already prepared and are hungry for, and no matter what you think happened as a fruit in those past years, I, I can't even begin to describe. We're just scratching the surface as to what is being yielded now. And, and I, I know that it's because of your faithfulness over the years, faithful in small things, made ruler over many. We're all part of that. And it could have been any number of, it, it could have been all of us that went down there, and it would have been just as splendid or more splendid. Um, but God is obviously doing something new in this time frame. And all of the labors that you've invested over the years are paying dividends now. And, uh, but your labors were not in vain. Uh, even though at times 
in those year, year after year after year, you'd go, you'd pour yourself, and you'd invest yourself. And I, I don't know whether you think this or not, but I overanalyze everything. And I think we went into this country 15 times. Lord, please let those seeds be doing a work. We don't know whether they are. We don't know what they are, like for India. We, we sowed that 80 hours of teaching into hundreds of churches, hundreds of schools, and I'm not evangelizing that total. Ratna did a great job representing us. We don't know what's happening there. We have no idea. We just have to trust it to the Lord. I'm going off on a trail that's taken a lot of you away from what has just been said tonight. But what I'm saying is that God is doing something different today. And it's not just because it's, it's Brazil. We said two years ago, God is turning the page. This is a new frame. God's doing something new, and he is. And I'm thankful for that. Now, with that comes the challenge, because we have a lot, lot of work to do. In fact, um, we probably, we pretty much made a tacit agreement that a year from now we'll do this again down there. It will be uh, uh, basically our yearly seminar, and it has to be in, a, in an independent facility because if you go into a church and let them host it, we've learned this. You lose control. That pastor is then in control, and you, can't, you don't have the latitude to do what the Lord is saying you need to do. And additionally, that church is going to be providing most of the things and you're not going to get the participation with the other churches that you would if you aren't in an independent facility. That's just the way the crow flies. That's just the way it is in churches. So we have to do it this way. We already had five churches that say, well, we could host this next year. And I say graciously, oh, we'll, we'll pray about that. But we're not doing that. We're going into a neutral facility that brings in everybody and that all these churches can contribute that's the way it has to be because it's still church and people still compete and pastors still are suspicious no matter where you go. I think the only place you'd go where that doesn't happen is in heaven. And we know it happened one time with a guy named Lucifer. And he's still functioning now, probably sowing a lot of this nonsense. But between now and then, we will be going in there. Like I said, there are two seminars back to back in very different parts of Brazil in November. It's not going to be a big Johnny come, everybody go. I Boy, it wore, wore me out just being a tour guide and to be able to do all these other things. So we're not doing that all the time. But next year we'll, we'll do this um, and probably need a much bigger place. But I did have speaks with uh, the, the sound guys that Scott referenced basically out of uh, Felipe's church, his son Daniel, who's a great kid. I think he's coming in September. There's a whole scat of people coming in September. So just get, get, get your Brazilian chaps on because they're all coming. Well, not all of them, but a bunch of them are. Um, but I said, you guys are going to have to put together your own equipment base down there. You're going to have to get cameras. You're going to, you, you have the money. You have the latitude. You have the desire. You have the expertise. You have the skill set. You're going to have to put this together, and we're going to be having to send down teams, small teams, to teach 
seven, eight hours on different topics. You record them. You get them ready. You Portuguese them. You, you get it all ready to distribute because we can't do it. We can't do what we're called to do and then go and nickel and dime and just, just supervise every development. You have to take responsibility. And so they were eating that up, and I think we need to be praying that that will be developed because the harvest is great, and these laborers have to, have to do their, their own job because we can't have Uncle Scotchy go down there every other month. You just can't do that. And Fabian, I know Kelly, it took hard negotiation to get him to go this time with little kids, you know. Anyway, all right. The spirit is lifted. Father, I thank you for your goodness. I thank you for this congregation. I thank you for your trust in these dear ones to, um, to be able to serve you in this ministry. And we pray that you will seal the, uh, the things that were sown and the, that have begun to be established there and not only there, but in Portugal and in the other Latin American countries of South America and even into Mexico and Central America. We had representation from a number of places, a number of places around Brazil, not just Sao Paulo, and they all want teams to come. They all want this to happen. Guide us. Let us be directed by your spirit. We, we, we must, it's not by might or by power, but it's by your spirit. You're the head of this. Thank you for it. We submit this to you. And I, I bless every person who uh, has been faithful to this calling, both who stood in the gap here and those that were able to go this time. Bless them all, I pray, Father. We thank you for your goodness. We thank you so much. And um, we ask and declare all of these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, Zachy had an announcement. You remember what it is? Put your thinking cap on. Oh, oh there it is. It's uh, Uncle Ronnie. He's a, your new father-in-law. He remembers. Uh, so once again, there's another election Saturday. So if a couple of you men folk would be willing to help me put the chairs tonight, we're going to stack them up like we did last time. Great. Can you do that right now? Sure. Okay, there you go. Thanks, Zach. Thanks, everybody. God bless you all. <laughs>